in today's show. We're going to look at injuries around the NBA, including, unbelievably, an update in Orlando, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out PrizePix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. And we are available on all platforms. It's time for an injury update. We're going to look at all 30 teams around the NBA. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Atlanta. Johnny Collins has missed the last couple with multiple maladies. A foot issue and then a finger issue. Hopefully you've all seen the picture. Or maybe you don't want to see the picture of his swollen ass finger. Um, It doesn't look great. To be fair, look, it, it's obviously not the right size, that finger joint. Um, I don't think it is... People looking at it go, oh, that's it, he's done. I'm going to drop him. I don't look at that injury and think that that's, that's the problem there. Um, it is obviously an issue, but I don't think it's something that's going to keep him out plenty of time. At this point, we don't know whether John's going to be available for Wednesday. I guess the thing that you have there that work, it does work in your favor is that the Hawks' next two games are Wednesday and Friday. So if Collins does happen to sit those games, they're 12 game days. So you'll probably have someone on your bench that you can slide in. So you're not actually losing a game plate. It is losing a John Collins level of game plate, which has been bad to be honest, but early on the in the year before his foot, um, it was good. But you're not gonna find that level of production off the wire anyway. It's not like I'm gonna drop him and grab someone that good and slot him into my active spot. So you've really got, he can miss the next two and it doesn't actually have that much of an impact on your squad. So I would be holding. The Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari, is dealing with Achilles soreness. Hands off my cock! I don't think that's anything to be worried about. It was just, it's always a worry with Achilles soreness for sure. But it was a back-to-back. He played 28 minutes on Sunday. They were against the Blazers. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned about him missing time. And if we do have Collins out, there is some stream value in Gallinari. But of course, as I said, they play on the two 12-game days. So maybe you wouldn't even get him into your active roster anyway. Long-term, there's not that much value, though, for Gallinari. The Boston Celtics. Only one injury showing up for them at the moment, and that's Aaron Neesmith with an ankle sprain. They reckon that's a relatively severe one. So I wouldn't be expecting him to play this week, or maybe even next week. Or honestly, even when he's healthy, is he even a part of the rotation? It doesn't really make that much of an impact for fantasy. Uh, Aaron Neesmith and his ankle injury, they'll just throw a Peyton Pritchard in there. Or you even got Swiss Castillo, Nick Stauskas that can go in there. Um, obviously, Derek White's around. It's it's not really a, a big deal uh, for fantasy for Boston to be missing um, Aaron Neesmith. For Brooklyn, Seth Curry missed last game with an ankle problem. It sort of came out of nowhere. He's officially questionable for Tuesday's game. They play again on Wednesday. We'd love for him to get healthy. Um, He was great last time we saw him against Philadelphia. The last couple before that, he'd struggled somewhat. 
We're not dropping him at this point, but obviously we want to watch that. The Marcus Aldridge is going to be out for at least the next two, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then the next game after that's Friday, a 12-game day. You do not need to be holding on to LaMarcus Aldridge, who's going to miss at least two more, has already missed three. Very hard to consider that a hold situation. Benny Simmons still dealing with the back. Steve Nash hopes that he returns in the regular season. That is um, uh, discouraging wording. It's not confident from Nash at all, and you shouldn't really. Again, the blanket statement for the entire show. If you have an open IL slot, why not? Like, who cares? Put someone there until you need to make a decision. But I think holding Simmons and expecting him to be back this week or next week would be pretty foolish. Maybe he's back for finals week. Maybe he's back for last week of regular season. But can you afford zeros? Generally, the answer to that's going to be no. Cam Thomas dealing with a back contusion. He's only playing a small role anyway. Even on the games where Kyrie sits, he's not really a useful enough guy because Goran Dragic has taken those minutes. As for Kyrie, he can play 36% of the remaining games. I don't think that this rule is changing for him anytime soon, whether it's dumb or not. Doesn't matter. Doesn't appear like it's changing. So he's going to play on Tuesday, and then he's going to be out for the rest of the week, and then he's going to be back the following Wednesday and play a Wednesday-Saturday combo, and then out for three more. It's five more games that Kyrie has got to play, I think. Actually, let me have check one, two, three, four. Four more games that Kyrie has got to play. So it's actually less than um, 36%. I had that uh, number right. It's He's got five out of, uh, so four out of the remaining uh, 14 games. That is, uh, yeah, that's, it's not good, is it? I'm just checking my maths here. Yeah, he's 29% of the games Kyrie is available for. That is obviously a really, really low number, as you don't need me to tell you. On to uh, Charlotte. Gordon Haywood still remains on the sidelines with this ankle problem. We don't really have any sort of timetable as to when he's coming back. It's really hard to hold. With no timetable, he's been out a month. He's a slow healer. He's had persistent ankle problems. I wouldn't expect him back until the last week of March at the earliest at this stage. Um, so again, move on. James Booknight's been dealing with a neck issue. He's missed the last two weeks with that problem. He is off the injury report for Wednesday, but I think Isaiah Thomas is going to get those minutes anyway. Not that we were cared about Booknight for fantasy this season anyway, but I reckon Thomas might jump in and just take those backup point guard minutes that he has been getting over the last few, and scoring at a decent enough level where there are at least some deep league stream value there for Isaiah Thomas. We'll get back and talk about the rest of the teams in a sec, but now it's time for Price Picks. Do you want to take a look at Isaiah Thomas's points over under? Well, you can do it on Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's easy. You pick two to five plays, you look at individual stats, whether it's points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, threes, whatever it is. Price Picks has a number, and you just say over or under. You pick two to five players, put them all together, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. It's not just basketball. You can combine multiple sports into one entry as well. So when football starts back up, when baseball, we're finally getting that back on track. College basketball, any sport you can think of, really smash them into one lineup over on Price Picks. It's fast, it's easy, it's safe, and we've got a great offer for you. An exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our listeners. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA. 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Let's look at the Chicago Bulls. We updated this on yesterday's recap show, Lonzo Ball and Patrick Williams. Ball, 
feels like he's a long way off, to be fair. I uh, wouldn't be bothered holding on to him. It's going to be weeks before he's back and then limited minutes when he's returns. And we're talking, yeah. what have we got left? Four weeks of the regular season? Less? Like, not much. No worries. No pr- worries with dropping Lonzo. Should have been dropped ages ago, to be honest. And then Patrick Williams is probably going to be back end of March. No, he's not a 10, 12, or 14 team league ad. He will play 20-ish minutes off the bench. Is that enough to care for most people? Probably not. And we're still a couple of weeks, most likely, away from him returning. So I honestly just wouldn't be bothered with adding him either. On to the Cavs. We don't really have any sort of update on Jared Allen, unfortunately. We heard that report from Shams, and the Cavs just went, oh, Shams just has done the news for us, so we don't have to say anything. He's dealing with his fractured finger. He's out indefinitely. We don't know how long that is. I'm going to guess a couple more weeks, but we just don't know. And with him out, it's sort of been a mess in terms of where the production goes. Sometimes it's Love, sometimes it's Okoro, sometimes it's Wade, sometimes it's Markkanen. It's very, um, it's been very hard to nail down one single winner. Like Ed Davis is the bloke who's getting the backup minutes, getting four or five of them a game, but that doesn't really impact anything. Mattel Mobley, obviously a lot. You know, Markkinen, Garland, Levert, probably love. They're your 12-team guys. Osman, not really. Wade, not really. Okoro, not really. But they're occasionally going to have a game that looks exciting, like we saw with Okoro yesterday. But it's nothing long-term, I don't think. Or nothing consistent is maybe a more accurate way of saying that. Dean Wade missed yesterday with a knee soreness issue. And Rondo missed with an ankle. With Rondo out, they went with Goodwin as the backup. I think they should go with Goodwin regardless, but they don't. And there's no real value in any of those guys regardless. On to the Mavericks. Reggie Bullock dealing with some personal issues. He missed last game. He will miss again on Wednesday with his personal issue. That just means they will start Spencer Dinwiddie and his minutes will go up and he'll produce a little bit more. We'll probably see a little bit more out of Maxi Kleber, maybe a little bit more out of Josh Green, maybe a little bit more out of Trey Burke with Bullock out. But yeah, Bullock's not a 12-team league guy. You can drop him. Obviously, Dinwiddie is at this point. While Chris, Pinson, and Hardaway Jr. all remain out. Hardaway's not playing this regular season. They haven't officially ruled him out, but he's not playing this regular season. I'm pretty sure of that. For the Nuggets, Aaron Gordon is dealing with an illness. He only played 20 minutes last game due to that illness. Um, so we'll see whether he's ready to go for Wednesday. If he's out, it's more for the big stiffy Bones Highland. It's more minutes for Austin Rivers as well. Jermichael Green is probable with a wrist sprain. He's been playing 17 to 20 minutes a night. That's useful enough coming off the bench, but it's you know, it's only for deeper leagues, obviously. Well, Zeke Naji, he was really on a roll, and now he's been sidetracked by this knee issue. He's played one game in about the last month. Um, he's been continually getting ruled probable and then out and then questionable, then out, then plays and then doesn't play. It's all over the place. He doesn't, doesn't, doesn't play. He's played one game. And with Green and Cousins taking those backup minutes, I'm not sure where he sits. Again, I don't believe you should be holding on to Michael Porter Jr. He's not back yet. Maybe he's back in two weeks and then he's back on limited minutes. Can you afford zeros and then limited production? Almost definitely not. And Jamal Murray, I just, this, I just don't think he's playing this regular season. I'd, I'd be happy to yeah, unofficially rule him out for the regular season. Maybe he plays a game or two. But again, not a player you need to be holding on to. While Vlatko Chancha is out as well. He won't play again this season. For Detroit, a few guys popping up on the injury report at the moment. Cade Cunningham, uh, questionable for today with an illness. Hopefully, he's all right. Being good news, Isaiah Stewart is off the injury report. The old flaming galah. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? 
Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Um, and Killian Hayes is off the injury report with an adductor issue that's kept him out for the last three. Now, how much Dwayne Casey goes to him, I've got no idea. Probably limited minutes. So his assist streaming potential is lower. But on a four-game day, there's, there's something there. Hamadou Diallo is out with a finger sprain. He's missed the last two. Well, Frank Jackson's missed heaps of games with his back issue, and I don't think we can rely upon him. Uh, and Magruder is dealing with a hamstring problem and Chris Smith with a knee issue. But it'll be very interesting to see how Stewart gets reincorporated today and what happens with Cade out. Um, who's going to get those minutes? It's probably going... Look, they don't have many guards with Diallo out, with Jackson out. It's probably going to have to be... Pff, Jesus, I'd, Killian Hayes and Joseph are playing all those minutes at the one of the two. Saban Lee, but he's in the G League. I, I don't know what they're going to do if Cade is out. They do not have options. Is uh, is Livers going to have to play at the three a little bit? Is Sadiq Bay going to play the two? They're, they don't have many blokes who can dribble. This could be, yeah, pretty bad for them uh, if, if Cade actually does have to miss some time. Not that it's not bad already. Golden State. Andy Wiggins missed last game with an illness. He's questionable for Wednesday. He'd been playing poorly a lot of this time anyway and was trending towards a category league drop just because we need to be ruthless in fantasy playoffs. The illness, hopefully he's okay for Wednesday, and I still probably would hold while Gary Payton remains out with knee soreness. Andre Iguodala has been out for months with his back problem. Um, don't expect him back anytime soon. And Jim Wiseman's playing in the G League. He might be able to return into the real big stuff on Sunday. I don't think he's having any impact for 10, 12, or 14 team leagues. I just don't see how that'll be the case. Draymond Green, of course, has returned, returned yesterday. He's going to be on limited minutes for a little bit of time. The Houston Rockets. Eric Gordon had a knee problem flare up just before last game. I'm sure that's what happened. Um, obviously, we don't need to have him in 12-team leagues. His absence does boost the value of Martin and Matthews and Joshy Christopher, as does Dennis Schroeder, who had to miss last game due to an illness. Hopefully, they just sort of sit these guys down, Gordon and Schroeder, and don't play them huge amounts down the stretch so we can get more Christopher and we can get more Matthews and those sort of players, but no guarantee they do that. Indiana's got a pretty sizable injury list. I would have hoped we've got a little bit more clarification on these guys before their game today, but unfortunately, we don't. There's still Malcolm Brogdon listed questionable, Chris Duarte listed questionable with his toe, Brogdon with a concussion, Bedadze questionable with a foot issue, and Lance Stevenson questionable with an ankle sprain. Now, I've seen some people say Brogdon's been dropped because of his concussion. Here, go and scoop him. Yes. We don't know if he's going to play, but add him. Duarte has value to me if Brogdon's out. If Brogdon plays, I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. But because it is such a low-volume day, then yeah, take that risk. Gogo was playing well. 24, 18, and 20 minutes in three straight games. And he's playing pretty well, putting up some pretty good numbers. And that is at least like a 14-team league option. Miles Turner's still out. I'm losing faith that Turner's going to return. He has started doing some working out. I don't think I don't think we're going to get him out there um, at any point soon. Again, probably going to be a drop. TJ McConnell and TJ Warren. Shout out to TJ Warren, who's going to play, what, two games in two years? He's not. I don't think he's playing this year. And the updates there have been um, poor to be very kind to Indiana. Shithouse, to be more accurate. I don't know why it's taken... It should have probably been like a nine-month injury. And even then, they just told us it was a foot sprain for the first couple of months of this injury. Then, ah, guys, by the way, sorry, it's a fracture. And now we're two years in. That's not fair. We're not two years in. We are two seasons in. 
but it happened in January in 2021. So we're, we're basically 14 months in and still no return for TJ. He is, though, a notoriously slow healer. Let's look at the Clippers. Um, Robert Covington, he is expected to return for their game on Wednesday after missing the last five with personal reasons. So he's probably worth grabbing. Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson both rested their game on Monday. Fully expect them to be playing on Wednesday. Norman Powell, you don't need to be holding on to him. We don't really have a timetable update on him returning. I would expect it's at least a couple more weeks off. Kawhi Leonard is not going to play this regular season. And I think you should be losing all faith that Paul George is going to. We are still not having any update. He still can't fully shoot properly. Um, again, once he gets cleared, you would expect at least a week for him to get back to playing. And we don't know when he's getting cleared. He's still not there yet. I would, again, maybe April Paul George comes back. But how can you afford to hold through all this time? I think he should have been dropped a few weeks ago. Um, and if you haven't, now maybe is that time to uh, to consider the drop of Paul George. But I'm not going to drop Built Bar because they are the best tasting protein bars ever. In fact, the only place I'm going to drop them is straight down my gob. You've had protein bars before. I'm sure you have. And they taste like crap. Like they're just full of garbage and it's like you're eating your shoe. Now I love shoes. I'm not going to eat them. I'd rather eat a candy bar, but that's full of sugar and full of calories and full of carbs where I can have a Built Bar, which tastes the same. But it's low in those things, and it's high in protein. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories in a bar, and the flavors are amazing right across the board. Can't wait for my next box of Built Bars to arrive, and you're going to see me. I'm going to open them live on air when they come. I'm going to smash one down. So head to Built.com. Maybe you can do it with me. Use the code LOCKED15 and order your boxes of Built Bar for a 15% discount. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at the Lakers. Um... Major injury there is their organizational pride as they continue to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. LeBron dealing with this um, knee injury. A couple of things with LeBron. He's clearly chasing Kareem and wants as many points as possible. The knee is clearly bothering him and he clearly hates his team. I, I say clearly, um, apparently. And by apparently, I mean by watching. He is so frustrated. He's throwing balls at Scotty Barnes laying on the ground. He just is not trying half the time. He's putting up great stats and we look at it and go, oh man, look how good LeBron, like he is not trying. Uh, defensively, he does not care. He is not putting in any effort. He is not playing um, the way that you would expect LeBron to. And any talk of him being in the MVP discussion is a laugh. It's an absolute joke if anyone has him in that MVP discussion because all that means is you're literally just looking at, wow, look at the points he's scoring because he is not trying at all. And I love LeBron, but he is, he is playing terribly at the moment. He's not their problem. Obviously, but he's not playing well. Uh, yeah, if this was a situation where he wasn't trying to get those numbers from Kareem, there's no way that he would be playing. I think his knee and his whole body is actually just rooted at the moment. Um, but he is chasing Kareem, so he's trying to get as many points in as possible. I still think that we're going to get some time off at some point. Taylor Horton Tucker's listed probable with an ankle problem. Well, he he's played the last three games. He had a grade two tear of his ankle, apparently. Um, and he's still dealing with some pain there. So he's just going to keep getting listed on the injury report. But he's playing okay, at least enough to consider as a streamer. Dwight Howard missed last game for personal reasons. He's expected to return, but I don't expect him to be a rotation guy every night. Anthony Davis, um, yeah, he was starting shooting tomorrow. The swelling had just gone down. There's no need to hold Anthony Davis. He's not coming back within the next two weeks. 
He's probably not coming back this regular season. And then Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> Lol. Um, is this bloke real? Like, is this guy actually a player? No update on him. Like, there's no way he is playing a game, surely. I don't know what the hell is actually wrong with his knee. I didn't think that the signing of him was some big deal anyway, but it would have been good to have someone who could dribble and maybe possibly shoot. He's obviously still a horrendous defender. But, yeah, the fact that he just hasn't played at all has been pretty um, surprising, I guess. Mysterious. Let's go on to Memphis. Much cleaner injury report. It's just John Morant. And he's missing today, most likely. He's doubtful for that game with back soreness. And that's it. Everyone's back. Dylan Brooks is back. Everyone else is healthy. Great news for Memphis to have that level of health. And Miami, they're pretty, pretty bloody close to it as well. Jimmy Butler's toe irritation and his sinus congestion have cleared up enough that he's not on the injury report. Oladipo's back playing, missing back-to-backs and playing limited minutes, of course, but he's back. While Caleb Martin's out with that knee hyperextension. He's missed the last two. He's going to miss Tuesday. I would expect a few more missed. It didn't look great. They haven't given us any sort of diagnosis, though, so we don't know exactly what's going on there. But he will be replaced by Max Struess and Gabe Vincent in those minutes, um, I would expect. For Milwaukee, Brook Lopez obviously returned yesterday. You know my thoughts on him. And if you don't know them, I don't think he should be rostered in 12-team leagues. Pat Connaughton, probably a couple of games, maybe a week away from returning with that wrist issue. He's not a guy that is going to have 12-team value. Um, he'll just go into that mix as a reserve forward, playing behind Giannis, playing behind Middleton. Um, and the fact that you know Lopez is back means Portis can play a little bit at the four now as well. Lindell Wigington is dealing with an ankle sprain. He'd been playing a little bit, but yeah, obviously we don't care too much about that. While DeAndre Bembry is out for the season with a torn ACL and MCL, that's going to cost him most of next season as well. Um, not that he wouldn't, he's not even under contract for next season, so I don't think that he's going to end up getting signed now, unfortunately for him. Now, I was hoping by the time I was doing this show that I'd have an update on Jaden McDaniels. Unfortunately, I don't. I do have some updates on, I'm just looking at news as I'm recording here, that Dean Wade and Rajon Rondo are out again for tomorrow for the Cavs, so just be aware of that. Um, yeah, I don't have an update on McDaniels. He hurt his ankle towards the end. Um, towards the end of the game on whenever it was yesterday. And it didn't look great. He had to be helped to the locker room. And I I, I can't speculate on, on how bad it is, but I'd be pretty surprised if he's available to play in the next game, which is Wednesday against the Lakers. Pretty surprised. Jared Vanderbilt Bar, he's missed the last two with a quad contusion. So if they're both out, you might be looking at the artist formerly known as Torian Prince as a starting power forward and a guy that might be 12-team streamable. Anthony Edwards is dealing with his knee. I don't think it's right all year. I think he's going to have missed games and he's going to have some performances which are well below par. And I really I really worry about what his rest of season production looks like with that knee. Um, Vanderbilt, again, should be dropped. He's just not producing enough and he's hurt. Maybe there's an opportunity if McDaniels is out, but he's got to prove it back to me. Naz Reed with the back issue. That meant that Nathan Knight was playing. Not very well, but it meant more minutes for Towns. McLaughlin with a groin. Um... With guys injured, like he was producing okay, but now that Russell and Beverly and Edwards are playing, um, he's only a limited guy. Well, McKinley Wright still dealing with that UCL injury. For the Pelicans, Zion Williamson. Uh, foot fracture. Yeah, he's not playing. There's, it, surely, is there anybody here who still has Zion Williamson on their roster, non-Dynasty edition? He's not playing. Uh, Brandon Ingram, probably another week, I would guess, with his hamstring. Maybe we're looking at Monday for his return. 
against the Hornets. Maybe it's... Or if he misses that one, it's the following Thursday against the Bulls. Maybe that's more realistic. That's not ideal for fantasy. I wouldn't drop him because we just don't know yet. But that is frustrating. But it helps Menaji Marshall. helps Jackson Hayes. CJ McCollum returns. Missed two games due to COVID protocol. So he's back today. Well, Larry Nance dealing with a knee issue from that surgery. I honestly don't think that Nance is going to play this season either. And surely there is nobody holding on to Larry Nance. Surely. For the Knicks, Quentin Grimes looks like his return could be coming soon. He should slot back into the rotation, especially with Cam Reddish now down, done for the season with a shoulder issue. Grimes was ahead of Reddish anyway. But Grimes can come back in, play his 20 minutes or so, not be a fantasy factor, of course, but play some of those minutes. Nerlens Noel, I don't expect to see him this season with that foot issue. And Derek Rose is still out. Um, we thought Rose might be coming back soon. It doesn't appear that way. I think we might be missing Derek for a little bit more time. I wouldn't be holding on to Derek Rose. Uh, it just does feel like he had that second surgery to remove some infected skin, but it still doesn't feel like he's all that close to coming back. Maybe he comes back for a couple of games, yeah, the 27th, 28th of uh, March, that sort of time, but it's not going to be worth holding. Big one here for the Thunder. Um, annoyingly, Shea Goodis alexander has popped up on the injury report with ankle soreness. We know he had that ankle injury um, before the All-Star break, but he's come back and he's been dominating. Um, people will be um, skeptical about this or they'll be cynical about this. Oh, yeah, Shea injured. Look, Shea's been playing. He's been dominating. They've lost six in a row, including three games by over 25 and five of those six by double digits. Like, He's not helping them win. So I do believe that this is a, a serious injury. Like, not serious. It is an actual injury, and it's not anything fake. Uh, Aaron Wiggins is off the injury report with his illness, so he'll slide back in and be maybe like a 14-team league guy. Josh Giddy, we haven't really had an update, so I don't expect him back this week. He is a drop. You don't need to hold on to him. Maybe he's back at some point, but there's no no uh, real timetable there. Of course, Lou Dort, Ty Jerome, and Mike Muscala are out for the season. I think we can basically say the same thing for Derek Favors and Kenrich Williams, who just keep getting ruled out a day in advance for their back issue and knee issue, respectively. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I don't know when he's back from that foot fracture, but I honestly don't expect him back either, as these are injuries that are, uh, actually, there's something happening, but you know you don't need to play Kenrich Williams. You don't need to play Derek Favors. Let's see what you've got in Lindy Waters or, or the incantation, um, Olivier Saar. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Giddy's the only one of these guys, yeah, Shea obviously will play, but Giddy's the only one of these guys that I look at and think that might come back, probably will come back. I, I just don't know. I just don't know when that's going to be. Guys, it happened. We got an update on Jonathan Isaac. And it's hard. It's hard for us to take. He won't play this season. I, I know that it's a shock. Is there one person listening to this that is still holding Jonathan Isaac? If so, congratulations for watching this show for the first time. And secondly, are you okay? Because your hopes have been dashed. Um, this is a ludicrous amount of time to recovering from an ACL. It's, it's batshit insane to be missing this much time. You, we are talking, what is it, 20 months? No, not 20 months. That's that's false. How, how long is it? Five, 17? No, no, it is 20 months. It, it is it is 20 months. There you go. 20 months from an ACL, um, which is crazy. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why we didn't get any updates at all on this through the season. Um, just bad from the, the Magic, really bad. 
Um, surely he's good to go for next season, but you know what? I- I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Jalen Suggs is out for Tuesday's game with a bone bruise in his ankle. You can go ahead and drop Jalen Suggs. You know, there was opportunities for him to have some good numbers. Um, he did have some flashes, but this persistent ankle problem, which is now a bone bruise, he's going to be in and out of the lineup. He's going to have limited minutes. Bye-bye. See you later. You do not have to bother holding on to Jalen Suggs, and that's shit because it was such a good schedule this week. It does help Markel Fultz, but they're not going to bump Markel Fultz's minutes up just because Suggs is out. It'll be Gary Harris and Terrence Ross who step in there, as well as Roderick Hampton. So you don't need to look at Suggs and go, yeah, um, yeah, he's out, so now let's grab Fultz. Yeah, Fultz on his own for the assist this week, especially, there's something, but he's not going to step in and play 30 a night. The Sixers, pretty good news. No injuries. We love seeing that, especially on a team that has Joel Embiid. Phoenix, not quite so lucky. Chris Paul, regular season's over. He's not playing. Um, Cam Johnson's out again for Tuesday. We don't know if he's going to play Wednesday. Cam Johnson's not probably good enough to hold through this uncertainty. He's now going to have missed six straight games. I think you can move on, especially Wednesday, giving a 12-team game. Um, drop him. Get someone else in on the Tuesday. That's what I would do. Gabriel Lundberg, who's a real player from Denmark, who is out for the next couple of weeks as they try and get his visa issue sorted. Not that he was going to have an impact at all. And I don't know why they bothered signing a two-way guy who wasn't going to come for two weeks, but they did. And Frank Kaminsky, I don't really think we're going to see him this season. For the Portland Trailblazers, Anthony Simons is out for at least another week or so with this knee tendinopathy. I don't know this again for sure. I still am trying to get some confirmation on it. I don't think he's going to play again this year. That's my understanding. Um, He's going to be out all this week, probably next week. So if you do want to drop, you drop. It's a tough call because of how good he was, but I just think that it's trending in the wrong direction pretty clearly. Justice Winslow, I don't really have an update on that. We just keep getting him ruled out and ruled out. He hasn't played since the 24th of February, the first game after the All-Star break. So we're closing in on three weeks there for him being out with that Achilles soreness. Um, yeah, drop him. No problem with dropping him at all. Didi Lazada, knee issue. Eric Bledsoe's Achilles. Eh, Achilles. Uh, he won't play this year. Damian Lillard won't play. Yusuf Nurkic won't play. They're all out for the year. Not officially, of course. They're not officially out for the year. But, you know, they're out for the year. The Sacramento Kings, Justin Holiday, dealing with an illness. So they started Dante DiVincenzo last game, as they should have been doing already. Will Alvin Gentry go back and screw it up and start Holiday? Probably. But I don't mind grabbing DiVincenzo anyway. Holiday, again, dealing with that illness. Hopefully, he's all right and ready to go Wednesday, but hopefully, he's also doing that off the bench. Well, Jeremy Lamb is out for personal issues. You cannot trust Jeremy Lamb's playing time through injuries, through form, through now personal issues as well. Not Nothing against the bloke, but you know, from a fantasy perspective, we just can't trust that uh, from him at all. On to the San Antonio Spurs. It looks like Dougie McDermott is going to be out for a while with the ankle problem. Wouldn't be surprised if his season is over. So that helps Josh Richardson and Lonnie Walker get a bit of a boost for the rest of the year. And maybe you can consider um, yeah, those guys in 14-team leagues, I would say would be probably the right the right area for them. Maybe 12-team streamers, but that's about it. Romeo Langford with a hamstring. He's just not really going to play for them at all. He's basically just been banged up the entire time since the trade. Devontae Kachok with a heel, not going to play. And Kata Bates-Diop with a back who's barely in the rotation anyway. We should have got an update on OG Ananobi today with his finger. We haven't. He was going to practice and see whether he'd be able to play. I think, I don't know why I said it like that. I, I think that we're going to get him back by the weekend. 
I don't know that, but I think he's going to be back by the weekend. That's my expectation. Malachi Flynn's still dealing with a hamstring. Maybe he's also back by the weekend, but with Fred Van Vliet there, we're only looking at Flynn as a streamer on the games where, um, where Van Vliet does sit. For the Jazz, now this one annoyed me yesterday. Boyan Bogdanovich, it was reported that he was not at shoot-around with that calf issue. We thought, all oh, right, that's not good. And then literally never appeared on a single injury report for the day. Did not appear. And people argued with me on this on Twitter. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Oh, yeah, it was reported. I saw it on Roto. That's cool. But the NBA has an official injury report, and they never once listed Boyan Bogdanovich on that injury report, yet he missed the game. I don't know why. I don't know what the story was. I don't know why he was not shooting around and they didn't list it. To me, I think that is fine-worthy. I don't know whether the NBA will, but the fact that he didn't practice and then never listed until hey, right at the end, he's out. It wasn't a spur-of-the-moment thing. Pretty annoying. Anyway, he was out. And then Daniel House started in his place and hurt his knee. We don't know if House is going to be okay. But he's not a fantasy option. While Trent Forrest missed the last two with a wrist issue. That's mean that we're getting Eric Paschal minutes. We're getting a little bit of Jared Butler. We're getting absolute scraps of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. But no one who's going to produce fantasy value. Rudy Gay started in place of House, who was starting in place of Bogdanovich last, in the second half of last game. But yeah, he's only a deeper league guy anyway. While Yudoka Azabuke is dealing with an ankle problem. Again, that's his third significant ankle sprain in two years. Jesus Christ. And for the Wizards, we're good. We're healthy, amazingly, until Porzingis blows up. But at the moment, we're healthy, of course, excluding Bradley Beal, who's out for the year. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, why don't you thumb it up? Why don't you give a comment down below? And why don't you like and share and subscribe, guys? We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.